Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Tammy Turner. Tammy bowled collegiately at West Texas State University. She won the 2009 Women's U.S. Open, has four career PWBA titles, two regional titles to her credit, and also back in 1994 was the PWBA Rookie of the Year. Tammy, I want to thank you for joining me and Coach K today. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. I thought we'd begin, Tammy. You graduated from West Texas State back in 1993. You bowled with some of the bigger names at that time. So why don't you talk about just some of your teammates in college and really what it meant for you to bowl collegiately? Yeah, actually, um, I wasn't the only one who was lucky enough to bowl with really uh, bowlers who would eventually be Hall of Famers. I mean, that time, around 88 through 92, and even like 84 to 88 was a big, big time for talent in bowling. And I would say the majority of the bowlers now uh, on tour were, you know, big-time collegiate bowlers back then. Um, but, yeah, I was lucky enough to bowl with people like Carolyn Doran Ballard, who's a Hall of Famer, her sister Kathy Doran Lizzie, who went on to be a pro, won a, uh, won a tour title commentator. Um, I bowled against all the best people uh, Bowlers in the country, really. I mean, I used to bowl scratch tournaments against Chris Barnes and Lonnie Wallachek and Steve Kay. Yeah, he, yes, he's as old as I am. But yeah, um, you know, I've Steve Clunkin and all these guys, and there's more. Amory Dugan. I mean, uh, there were so many. There was such a uh, a large group of talent at that time that I I was really really lucky to be able to bowl against those people because it just made you a better bowler. Now, you mentioned, you know, about the late 80s and early 90s, and that was uh-huh. uh, a time that there really was a big um, kind of explosion in technology. Mm-hmm. You know, reactive mm-hmm. bowling balls yep. came out in the early 90s, and that was kind of right, you know, right in our era. And, you know, there have been a lot of changes in technology, of course. Um, but what do you, you know, what do you see has changed as far as collegiate bowlers go um, over the years compared to when we were competing in college versus collegiate bowlers today? Well, I, I you know, I... I can tell you this, and, and you're right. I mean, the game has changed drastically, and, and even at that time, obviously, we had uh, some big changes with equipment. But you know, the thing I see when I see the uh, when I see these collegiate bowlers on TV bowling nationals is uh, it, it, that winning a national championship or winning tournaments in bowling college means everything to them. It is the end all, be all, you know. And I think that's the only thing that hasn't changed is how much uh, the competitiveness and doing well means to the, the college bowlers. I mean, when I watch those TV shows, in fact, I just watched uh, some of the uh, collegiate national shows earlier this year. It's just like watching our TV shows from 1990. I mean, nothing's changed as far as how much heart goes into, uh, you know, bowling those college tournaments. That's, to me, that's... The hairstyles have changed a bit. You gotta admit that. So. Well, you know, in twenty years, I would hope. So. <laughs> Although mine has it, you know, I'm I'm still stuck in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I you know, college bowling was everything to me back then. It, you'd be surprised to know that, like, uh, winning a national championship probably meant the same, if not more, than winning the U.S. Open. That's how much college bowling 
meant to all of us, and I still see that in, in, the, in the kids that are blown today. So what advice would you have to someone who's listening to the show right now who's, they're in high school and they're thinking of bowling collegiately as far as picking out a college? Because there's so many great colleges for, their, uh, for people to go and bowl at these days, but what's your advice for someone to, as far as looking for a school? Well, I, and I'm, I'm a little out of the loop on this, but I'm certain there are uh, avenues as far as uh, Internet and uh, communicate, social media where you can find out what colleges have, you know, the better programs, and other things come into play, too, like money, um, location, whatever, you're, you know, whatever you want your major to be. Some schools may be better than others, and obviously the education part should play you know, a big part of your decision. But, you know, they have ways of finding out this information that we didn't have back in those days. I would recommend college bowling to any, any, any bowler who's, who's on the fence, hey, I don't know if I want to, I don't, do it. It's the abs- it was the absolute best time in my bowling career. There's nothing better than team bowling, but specifically bowling for your college. Yeah, speaking, speaking of that, too, one thing we didn't ask you before about uh, West Texas State and selecting colleges you know, you're from uh, from South Florida. Right. What, you know, how did you make your way into the western part of Texas? Yeah, actually, that's that's interesting. Um, my stepfather um, was actually at that time was in tune with who were the top bowling uh, colleges in the country. I really didn't have any idea. He is the one who researched that for me. Uh, you know, just reading the magazine, seeing who was in national, doing well in the national championships and, and stuff like that. You know, we didn't have the internet then. Um, but he, he found that um, colleges like West Texas State, which is now West Texas A&M, um, Wichita, obviously, Nebraska, Moorhead, these colleges, the top performing colleges in the country. And, um, what sort of led my decision to West Texas State really was more of a financial decision than, um, you know, because, you know, even now I can say who wouldn't want to go to Wichita? I mean, you know, one of the best, if not the best, college bowling programs in the country. Um, you know, it's hard for me to say that, but it really is true. So, um, but at the time, West Texas was was a dominant college. They had just won the national championship, so it seemed to be a better fit for me there than the other colleges. Back in your collegiate days, what coach sticks out at you as someone who really kind of helped you along the way, this girl moving you know, all the way across country as we're talking, someone who helped you along your way in your, in your bowling journey? That's, that's an interesting question. You know, I, I was very lucky when I was young to have a lot of people, uh, even before I went to college in the junior program, that were uh, very attentive to my bowling. And I was, you know, just this... You know, I, I had a terrible attitude, a terrible temper, and yet I still had, you know, these uh, local bowlers who coached the junior programs uh, always tried to help me out, although I don't, I don't think I listened all the time. But the interesting thing about that question is going to the difference between, I would say, West Texas State or West Texas A&M at that time that with the other colleges was, you know, we didn't have the money and to develop this super complex bowling program. You know, Wichita, I, I remember back then, Wichita being, you know, had this this really, really uh, excellent program where, you know, with their practices, with their, their studying, it was really, really what I considered more of an organized collegiate team like football, basketball, baseball, and we didn't have that. You know, we just were a, a bunch of really good bowlers thrown together and 
we really helped each other. Now, my our coaches were uh, Bud Lovell and Regina Lovell, and you know these two people worked full time jobs, and then took their spare time and would show up at night for practices. So, you know, they did their best, but we really had very limited time with coaching back then. And and what we did was is I had such a good pool of bowlers that we I actually the players coached each other, and that's how we did it. You know, people like I had Carolyn, I had Kathy, I had uh, Jimmy Davis. You may not have heard of him, but he uh, is a really good bowler from from Texas. And John Yon, who at that time was, these were all great scratch bowlers at the time. Um, and uh, Hank Boomershine also was there, who you now know uh, is at, with Storm. I mean, we all we all helped each other, and that's how we did it. Hey, what uh, what would you say? Just kind of put you on the spot here, Tammy. What would you say was your most memorable experience bowling in college? Uh, that's, a, that's an easy one. Yeah, that is, yeah, it's simple. That is St. Louis, winning St. Louis. You know, I know that I, I think I just saw, didn't the Wichita men just win uh, St. Louis recently, I think I saw? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, but yeah, back then, uh, you know, obviously there was a big tournament in St. Louis around Thanksgiving time, and uh, that tournament actually was tougher to win than nationals, in my opinion, because nationals you only had the top twelve teams. But at St. Louis, I think there was like thirty, thirty-six, so it was way tougher. And I mean, if you won that, that was like the top, the biggest accomplishment you could. But I, to me, just that and the camaraderie with the team. I mean, we didn't always get along off the lanes, but I was very lucky to be on a team where, as soon as the lights came on and we were on the lanes. We were best friends, and to me, that, that those are the things that that stand out the most is the camaraderie and, um, you know, winning St. Louis. That was a big deal back then. So, Tammy, speaking of big deals, there's been a lot of lot of news about bringing back and resurrecting the professional women women's bowling tour. What are your thoughts on that, and some of the stuff you're hearing in the in the in the thoughts of that happening? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I want that to happen. Um, you know, I, I have heard that, uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Coach K, but is the WBA uh, has like a little mini tour that they're, they're coming out with next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of heard that on, uh, I've seen that online and on Facebook. But, yeah, obviously I want that to happen. You know, it, for me it's just a shame to see there's just like a whole generation of young talent that never really got that experience. I mean, sure, we have, you know, the U.S. Open in Queens. There are some international tournaments and then obviously there are, you know, if you're lucky enough to be on Team USA, you can get some international experience. But, but generally speaking, it's, it's very limited for, for women, even with the opportunity to bowl on the PBA. I mean, you know, it's, those are, it's tough to beat those guys. So, you know, I, it's just a shame that, like I said, there's a whole generation of girls who, who haven't had the chance to really, really um, hone in on their ability and to be better bowlers. I mean, I think, I think if you took... Um, this younger generation that are in their 20s and, uh, and early 30s, you know, who knows how great they would be if they bowled like we did. You know, we had, 20, we had 25 tour stops a year, plus all your regionals, plus all your scratch tournaments. I mean, we bowled January to December. We never took a break. You know, we weren't working full-time. We, were, we bowled for a living. I mean, I, it, you know, I would love to see that happen. I, you know, I, I, it, it's going to be tough, I think, uh, because... I, if, if the, you know, I see the PBA has kind of had its struggles over the years, and you know, if if they're struggling, it, 
I don't know how it's how it's going to go for the women, but yeah, of course, I would love to see there be a tour again. I I think you'd see some st- stars emerge that you maybe don't see now if they had the chance to um, you know become better bowlers. Yeah, and you had you know you had mentioned the U.S. Open, and and I know you you won the U.S. Open in two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and um, you know it definitely does make it you know harder and harder to win. Uh, national titles like that when you have so many fewer opportunities. So I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's a, that's a key point. But uh, going back to your, your victory in the U.S. Open, what did that what did that mean to you to win that? You know, it had been uh, several years before um, when you mm-hmm. had won your, your last professional uh, mm-hmm. title. And to, I don't know if you'd say comeback's the right word because you never, you know, in, in my opinion, never you never – step down from that level of competition. There just wasn't right. that much that many tournaments to actually right. compete in throughout the two thousand. But what did that what did that mean to you to win the win the US Open in two thousand nine, which was the biggest and best tournament in bowling? Yeah, I I think my answer might be a little surprising to people, but it 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 wasn't the fact that I had won the US Open, which sounds terrible, right? What it what it was was that I hadn't won a single tournament in probably sixteen years. I mean, I went a long time in between, and, you know, I was supposed to be one of the best bowlers out there, and my career just really didn't, I never really reached my potential, um, partly because of injury and and partly because I had opportunities and I squandered them, but um, that took the monkey off my back that I sort of had been living with on the lanes of never, you know, I, I, I got injured, I had back surgery in 97, and when I came back, I'd never won again. On tour, so so finally, when I won the U.S. Open, I just kind of got that monkey off my back that I conquered that whole situation of being injured, and and that's what really what that meant to me, which is kind of strange, right? You think, well, if it's U.S. Open, you know, the biggest tournament, you know, that should be it. But for me, it was the other. It was just proving, to, you know, proving to myself that I could do it again. And um, but yeah, when going back to what you said where it's really difficult just to bowl a few tournaments a year. You know, I said before I bowled that the U.S. Open show, I literally wanted to go home. That's how scared I was to get out on the lanes. I mean, it was, you know, it was it was a heavy weight to carry out there because I had the possibility of winning the biggest tournament in bowling and getting this monkey off my back. So that was that was a toughie. Again. But yeah, but, but still to this day, I can't believe that that happened. Again, joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Tammy Turner. Tammy bowled collegiately with the West Texas State, uh, West Texas A&M, as she put it back when she was going to school there. So, Tammy, what advice then would you have? We just uh, kind of spoke a little bit about the, you know, your experiences on the PWBA, the limited opportunities for women. We have a lot of women bowlers who actually listen to the podcast of, of us. And What advice would you give them? They're bowling collegiately right now. Obviously, there's some opportunities for them. But what would you tell them as someone who's who's been to college, you know, and, and where you are now in your career? What advice would you have for lady bowlers right now? Well, I mean, I there's uh, two things that um, a couple people said to me when I was in college. The one thing is be patient. So when you're out there bowling tournaments, be patient. You know, it's okay if you have one bad game. You know, you've got you know so many games. Be patient. The other one was less is more. And those two things, as much as things have changed, still stand. You know, the more you, the more you try to make something happen, the more you fight it, the less it's going to work. You know, the harder you want to throw it, you want to try and throw it harder. Don't do that. Just less is more. And um, the other thing is, is it, 
it may seem a little discouraging to some of the young women who are thinking, well, gee, after college, you know, what do I have to do? But you know what? Don't stop. What's going to keep women's bowling alive is, you know, the few women out there and young ladies that love bowling enough to stay in it. You know, try out for Team USA. Bowl everything you can. Um, you know, you, it, obviously you don't have the opportunity that we had as far as bowling on tour, but the only way we're going to get this back is is to have uh, the young bowlers who care enough to just stay in the game, bowl whatever you can, take the opportunity, because, you know, eventually it's not going to be there anymore. But we, we need the young uh, bowlers, you know, not just the women, men too, but we need those young bowlers to just keep the game alive. And, I, you know, I think it's worth it to, to still follow your dreams, to still do what you want to do in bowling, even if the opportunities maybe aren't there that, you, that were years ago. Mm, good point. Hey, uh, last question I have for you, Tammy. Um, Team USA, you did just mention that, and uh, you know you were you were on Team USA around the same time when I was, ninety three, ninety four, and then uh, again more recently, just a couple of years ago. Is that still uh, still on your plate for the future? Do you aspire to to be on Team USA again the next couple of years? Are you trying out this year? Yeah, you know it's funny. It's funny that you asked me that because I just had a conversation. Uh, with uh, a, a Team USA bowler about that last night, actually. And, yes, I mean, I, I you know, I've, of course I would want to be on the team. Um, I am still debating on whether or not I'm going to submit a resume. I won't be there for the team trials. But, um, yes, of course, I feel like I'm still a good bowler. I feel like I still have something to add to the team. And, um, we'll see. Things are still kind of up in the air. Um, but, yeah, I... I definitely do have some desire to be on the team. I, th- I feel like I've got a, a few years left of good bowling in me, so I guess I guess we'll have to see. Well, Tammy, do want to thank you for joining us, kind of shedding a light on your career in bowling and, and some advice for some of the younger folks out there listening, both male and female, and, and kind of highlighting some of the things. And, you know, I, I agree with you as as someone who went to a couple of the Hall of Fame dinners down with the Bowl Expo that were associated, and you see all these women's of Virginia Nortons and all these women being inducted into the uh, USBC Hall of Fame, to think that for you ladies out there, for the ladies bowling right now, that that's going to be very challenging because there's not a lot of tournaments to bowl. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's sad, and you're right. Something needs to be done. So hopefully, you know, we can keep, like you said, keep that forward momentum going. And, and again, just do want to thank you for joining us today, and and uh, all the best of luck with everything. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much.